We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So I'm sorry to report to my friends in Chicago the nightmare Continues. Chicago Tribune sports page. Really? Column by Stephen Rosenblum. Steve Rosenblum. You know him? Never heard the Never name heard before yet. Steve Rosenblum. I think Chance the Rabbi is the way to go. Brian Peruk. Well, when's he coming back? I said, do you want to come back? And it was an emphatic no. We're glad he misses us. Sitting in for Mike Esposito, who's sitting in for Jordan Burnfield, who's sitting in for Wayne Randazzo, who's sitting in for Mark Grody, who's sitting in for Brian Peruk. It's Matt Spiegel. This is funny because we're trying so hard to make this funny and it's not funny. They suck so you don't have to. Baseball is full of suck right now. For some reason, they sing. With a duck duck here and a quack quack there, right? Take the last train to Turdsville and we'll meet you at the station. Take the last train to Turdsville. They're in need of sanitation, don't you know? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They won't stop singing. Lido. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a master's course in stupid. You're tapping two kegs of stupid, and it is really flowing. What percentage is five bucks uh, on a hundred? They have celebrity rebukes. This is Wayne Messmer, Senior Executive Vice President of the Wolves. You know, in all my years involved in sports and many teams, I have never been involved with something that sucks so badly. The three words that best describe this show are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. It's Rosenblum and Spiegel on WSCR 670 The Score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. Saturday Suckage, the Wake and Bake Club is here. We got a full bowl for you. And I had speculated on Twitter that, or asked or demanded, there should be a strain of pot named Saturday Suckage. There are all kinds of reasons for that. Are you going to get into the business? I, I, everybody else is, Rocky Wirtz's company is getting into the business oh, in Canada. Man, hockey would be so much better. Well, it'd be, a, I mean, it's good, way, but you, you know what I mean. Right. But this is the way you could take watching Brandon Manning <laughs> and all of the other free agent signings uh, Sam, uh, Stan Bowman has made. But they're infusing like, you know, Molson's. There it is. 
it's it's Molson's they're, marijuana. They're going to infuse. Oh, that, well, that's they're going to right. try and try to infuse the beverages right. with it. And that's Rocky Wurtz is getting into that. Mm-hmm. One of the Wrigley kids, whichever one, W-W-I-I-I-I, whoever they are, they're getting into that. There should be. There's like 25 former NBA players who own marijuana companies. We right tried. Now. I asked Zach Withers, our grand almighty executive producer, to yeah. get Uncle Spliffy on. Cliff Robinson on. Oh, right, right, right. This goes back four or five years ago. I love, I love. We still Cliff haven't Robinson. gotten him on. Well, how about Al Harrington? He's 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 in the business and has some local ties. Brad Miller, former Bull, has bought land in like you were out in L.A. So like um, the Shack Fighter, Brad Ontario. Miller. Didn't, didn't he have a good yes. Shack fight? Yeah, there was a punch. Oh yeah. Uh, Brad Miller had uh, bought like land. I want to say it was out in Ontario, and. Just it was all for the the growth, the cure, the the care and feeding of pot. Uh, so there should be Saturday suckage. There should be a strain, and we would get a cut. And it doesn't matter whether it's cash or product. We just need <laughs> a cut. We just need to not wet our beak, but light our beak. We just need that. Uh, you just go ahead and pay me in product. Go ahead. I was thinking about that as I walked into a Binnie's yesterday and saw a help wanted sign. You know. Yeah, help yourself to everything on our show. Well, I, have a, I have a little downtime, you know, during the weeks. And so I'm looking at it. I'm thinking maybe a little part-time job. Can you just pay me in scotch? Yes. Go ahead. Sure. There here's, you go. Here's your paycheck, Mr. Spiegel. All right, let me sign that over, and I'll take these two bottles of single malt. Yes. See you later. We'll, we'll, we'll work for Glenn McAllen. <laughs> we'll work for McAllen. All right, so he's Spiegel. I'm Rosenblum. We are Saturday Suckage for three hours today. And we noticed a trend. We, we um, see again. The Wake and Bake Club can help you survive these bulls. We both watched that crap. Hey, man. That's... And we watched them We watched them collapse. You need, for the end of the game, for the last minute of a game, for a last minute of a bulls game, yeah. you really need some Saturdays, a strain of Saturday suckage. You need the bong loaded up, bang, because they, and I realize they're hurt. They're missing good players who might actually make shots. Yeah, like four of them. Yes, but they're... Their last minute or two possessions are embarrassing. They're, it's like they for, the basketball square. They forgot what to do, and this has happened all week. Or, or Steve. Okay, ready? Here we go. This, huh? is tank, this is tank week conspiracy, dude. These <laughs> the last two games have been immaculate. Yes, they have. Tank wins. Yes. Hashtag tank win. It is. You want to play well. For a little while, offer your fans an efforted, um, vaguely interesting program. And I think these last two games were interesting. You want to have players of consequence develop. A couple of games ago when Wendell Carter Jr.'s got 25 and 8 and 3 blocks and 5 assists. And Do you realize? My he- God. It's, it's what you, you want that? Last night? Go ahead, let Antonio Blakeney have 22, including a four-point play, as he develops into a guy I'd rather have than Justin Holiday, which is a big group. But, you know, as and you want these is things to happen. Photo for that. Right? <laughs> Guys I'd rather have than Justin Holiday. Yes. Panorama lens. The, the first 190 <laughs> players in the league are on that list. But, no, and then at the end, you want just enough one or two possessions to go so horribly that you pull out the loss and put yourself there in that number one pick uh, scenario. This It's a tank win. You're tanking. The wins don't matter. The quality of your watching does matter. Carter doing what he's doing. Love that dude. Levine 
doing what he's doing is all terrific. Mm-hmm. That's that's the idea. Lose, but have the core guys, the guys you believe of the core. The the Carter thing, though. Did you realize how remarkable that is? What his line the other night? Twenty-five, eight, and five, and three blocks. Mm-hmm. The only other player nineteen or younger to do that. LeBron James. Wow, that's amazing. I did not realize that. Yes, at, that's, ni- at nineteen that's years a old, thing, Mister. They they have a they and that's an absolute steal of a draft pick. Where they got him, and considering the guys that went before him, I mean, his own teammate uh, Marvin Bagley has a, obviously a much more defined offensive game. But it, it, Wendell Carter is a guy who wants to be a great defender and was the other night against a terrific big man for Denver. Mm-hmm. And can shoot the three, can shoot the three like this, a skill that he, you had no idea that it, ex- it existed if you watched the Duke games because he wasn't asked to do it. What, what they have, and with his effort and his work ethic, his personality at 19, that is a, a very exciting guy now to have. I think that's great value. I don't know about steel. That will still prove to be played out. But I think that's really good value because they didn't, they didn't go Doug McDermott. They didn't trade away quality players, draft picks that would become quality players for a guy who would trade for Cameron yeah. Payne. Yeah, enjoy, right. you enjoyed Gary Harris the other night. You could add him Gary with one of the two Harris. picks. Gary Harris, one of the two picks he gave away for Doug McDermott. Right, and and there's a whole lot of stupid that has gone on in that front office. Uh-huh. So they sat still. They took the pick that was there. And that's a did way. the same thing with Markinen, right? Both picks, yes. they like they just sat there and they they looked at mock drafts and said, "Everybody says we should take this guy here." Okay, and those things worked out well, right? <laughs> so when Markinen gets back, when they get when they get, when the band gets back together, yeah, this will be more interesting. So right now they're tanking when they need to. H- however, they indicted themselves in a form of passive aggressive. What we were talking about NBA anarchy. National basketball anarchy, because this is going on all across the league. What they did against Golden State was essentially we we quit. We quit before the game. We don't we don't want to guard the guy. We don't want to listen to the coach. We're going to mm-hmm. use him as is. I keep going back to when I see Fred Hoiberg in a game like that, where his team is getting kicked in the rocks and not caring. Not caring. I think of Donald Sutherland in Animal House. This is my job. <laughs> Some of you still owe me papers. This is my job. And it's and then he turns into Chip Diller at the end, Kevin Bacon. Remain calm. There's all nothing is to, well. All is well. Yeah. So he's he's finding his way coaching out of here, but it's very passive aggressive. Because once you see them play hard for two games in a row, even though there were losses, you saw effort. They did. So they indicted themselves when they went every other game where they decided to care. Fred can't do anything about this. He's the wrong guy. There's nothing going on there. Nobody's going to listen to him. But anarchy runs around the league. And last night especially, forget the Bulls. Let's go. Boy, that feels nice to forget the Bulls. Forget the Bulls. Thank you. Because. Well, my, well have, my focus is in is in my, my my split NBA focus is in Minnesota as much as it is. Okay, anywhere. so share with the class uh, what happened last night. Well, it, and what will play out this weekend? Yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler's post game comments mm-hmm. are what where where my brain immediately right. goes. I'm not sure if that's where where you were going in terms of Minnesota, but yeah, Butler's but challenging our own our friend Christopher Hine, who's the guy doing uh, on the Timberwolves beat. 
Um, is that why are you asking me about my injury? That's because you sat out mm-hmm. and now you got back to backs coming up on Sunday, Monday. Are you going to sit out one of those? I oh, will see how I feel. I mean, Jimmy completely running the show like the, the arrogant phony that he has been for a long, long time now. Okay. That's it. Now there's something else. There are two other things that caught my eye in the, in reading about the NBA, the national basketball anarchy. Okay. Bradley Beal. In Washington. Now, Washington is one and seven. They're getting booed. They're getting beat by 29 points. They're getting booed off the court uh-huh. in the in the first half. Yeah, that's, that's a mix that is now proven it is a failure and should be blown up. Right. But during the first half, this was a tweet from Michael Lee, Mr. Michael Lee. Bradley Beal just grabbed the clipboard from Scott Brooks during the timeout and went to the bench to discuss a play with his teammates. <laughs> Dwight Howard leaned in to add his okay. thoughts. Oh, God. Now, if you're getting thoughts from Dwight Howard, when, when Scott Brooks is your coach, <sighs> they might revoke the charter. The franchise charter might be just yanked away, and we're going to wait a little while, then we're going to put them in Seattle. They're going to be the new basketball team in Seattle. Now... Here's what I thought was just as good going on almost about the same time. The Brooklyn Nets were beating the Houston Rockets, tonight's Bulls opponent, right? Beating them by 14 in the second quarter. So Chris Paul tells the coaches, can you guys leave the huddle? We're going to talk amongst ourselves. He told Mike D'Antoni and all of the coaches, can you leave we're going to talk amongst ourselves. We'll figure this out. <laughs> and the Rockets came back to beat the Nets. NBA. Are you entertained so, by yes. the absurdities in this league? By the, the anarchy that is fomented by the players. By The league has encouraged. And this goes back to David Stern. The league has encouraged an ACLU approach. David Stern never really wanted, unless there were liability rules. Yeah. He never wanted the league to be to be the NFL, to be sat on, to have guys afraid to speak their mind, to be – he never wanted it to be the NHL where your only thoughts are – you'll have three thoughts in the NHL. Short shifts, put the puck in deep and hit them. They don't like that. The NBA has always been a – it's a, for lack of a, a hippie league. It's always been the place where people – Show their personality. And you're allowed to let your freak flag fly. Encouraged. Yes. Encouraged. Yeah, and, and, and smart. And they were coming from a place of, of being, you know. A, they were a, the cocaine league. Right. They it, were, it was coke infested in the late 70s. Well, and, and, and they weren't popular. And they're like, all right, what do we have to do? I don't know. Let's try something. Hey, the ABA did the colorful basketballs and said grow the hair. And they were wild. You know what? Let's merge with them. That's good. Mm-hmm. Like they bring all that stuff in. And now Dr. they. J. Right. And now they still are all of that. And they're popular, and they still are all of that. No, it's true that that mentality goes. The other thing that you have with that is that every one of these guys in that league, every single one of them, was the greatest player their neighborhood has ever seen. I think that goes for baseball, too. I think that if you play, but DJ LeMahieu, but, it, but it, no, but it's different because in basketball, Ohada was the greatest player. Okay, but 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 in baseball, one guy can't dominate the Sandlot 
for the entirety. In your neighborhood, when you're 15 years old, the one guy who's the best ball player is a legend in a tri-county area. He wins the Rucker. He wins Rucker, and his ego blows up to massive proportions, and and, and it's understandable. And then he goes to high school, and he's probably the best player there and in his entire conference. Then he goes to college, and he's probably the best player on his conference. Then all of a sudden he gets to the league, and he's the 12th guy. On the team, or if he's one of the greatest guys, especially the way the league is now, let me just grab as many great guys as I can and we'll figure it out. You have alpha upon alpha upon alpha mm-hmm. trying to sort out, all right, what <clears throat> what pile of crap do I have to eat to make this work? And am I willing to do this or not on a nightly basis? They've all been built up their entire lives until this moment, and then you're watching them figure out if they can be adults or not. And they can't. Right. Well, you brought up Jimmy Butler. Oh. And and one of the, the biggest con jobs was was the, you know, he became Jimmy Drama. His friendship with Mark Wahlberg and the whole entourage thing, he became Jimmy Drama. What part do you think his surly attitude, what, do you, what part <laughs> of his surly attitude, his decide, I'm not going to play, I'm going to play, talk to me. It's almost Trumpian insecurity. What do you think? Derrick Rose's game, what effect did that have oh, on the way he's acting now? You kidding me? Especially the the, th- the way that Derrick has talked about it and the emotions, the genuine emotions that were there. That's real. Did, and I'll give you the the perfect response. Did you see what Jimmy Butler posted on Instagram? Hold on. We have a, we have to take a break in programming. Okay, but, but, well, good. But hold on. Wait, I'll, no, and, and I'll tell you after the break. Pepperoni. Pepperoni, sausage, and onions. Okay, go right ahead. Okay, Jimmy Butler... In response to Rose's fifty-point game, I'm trying. I want to call it up so I so I nail it uh, perfectly, because uh, Butler. I, I think he said, "Oh, w- welcome to the fifty-ball club or something or fifty-ball brothers." As so, as he as he congratulated Derrick Rose, while like so many people were around the league, Jimmy had to point out, "Oh yeah, I've done that too." Mm-hmm. He felt the need to point that out mm-hmm. at the same moment because that's where Jimmy is right now. I understand, and I don't know if we've talked. You and I have not talked about this. It may have been discussed before, but there is so much Sammy Sosa in Jimmy Butler. There's so much of the small town, however he grew up, however poor he grew up, whatever you work to do, and afraid that you're not, you're never going to be the greatest. The the insecurities just reek mm-hmm. every. They ooze out of every pore. There's that kind of act, and that's what you're seeing. You're seeing Sammy Sosa in shorts play out in Minnesota. Hmm. He, he, exactly what he said. He posted a picture of him and Derrick Rose in uh, in 2011 as bulls on his Instagram, right? And it says, if anybody know, I know. I've seen this since 2011. Hashtag 50-piece combo. Hashtag MVP. Well, I do like the the because intrinsically I like the sport of hockey more than basketball. But I've always believed, growing up in L.A. and reading Jim Murray, and then getting a chance to talk to him, the 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 the, the thing that resonates for me in writing sports columns is sports is about people. Now I know it's become about Babip and Vorp, and what was the whole law firm I think in Modern Family, but Babip Vorp. 
something else. I don't think it was. I think it was Parks and, P- and Rec. I think it was Parks oh, and was Rec. It Parks and Rec because were, because Ken Tremendous is one of the writers on Parks and Rec. Right, and yes. it ended with Pakoda. Pakoda, so, yeah. So sports is about people. So while I don't enjoy the sport itself mm-hmm. as much as I enjoy, I, I enjoy the people. I enjoy the anarchy, big fan of chaos because it, it is entertaining. What I hate about the Bulls is that there's very little entertaining because it's passive aggressive. You know, Chris Paul telling the coach, you know what? I got it. You leave the huddle. Bradley Beal grabbing Scott Brooks's clipboard. Love that. I'm a big fan of that. And Jimmy Butler acting out in all the worst ways by a coach who only wants to do what he can to make this team win. And what he's done is he's indicted Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler said, all I care about is winning. It's not about money. It's just about winning. Really? Here's the coach who's all about that. Every moment of every day. Undeniable. And you have quit on him at various games. Yes. You are just a fraud. And that's what he has done. By get, but that's what Tom, Thibs has done mm-hmm. to Jimmy Butler up there. So the law firm on Parks and Rec originally in 2013 okay. was the law offices of Babip, Pakoda, Vorp, and Eckstein. Eckstein. For David Eckstein. David Eckstein, that's but, right. But then uh, they merged with another law firm. And in 2015, it became the law offices of F-War, Dips, Windshares, Grit, Nelson, Woba, uh, Z-Swing, Range Factor, Heart. <laughs> <laughs> the will to win. Heart. Babip, Pagoda, Vorp, and Eckstein. Yeah, it should have said TWTW. There we go. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, um, more nonsense and more checking on Saturday suckage. Zach, did you order the pizza? We're good to go with the pizza. That's right. exciting. By the way, we're talking Bears with Kevin Fishbane of the Athletic at 1140, uh, Bulls with our guy Schuster at 1225, and Cubs with Sahad of Sharma of the Athletic at 1 o'clock. He must not know I'm on the show. He must, you must, uh, you, he must think that it's a solo show for you. So he's Sahad of? Yes. Not a fan? <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. He was an intern for me in Salisbury at oh, the other the- show. <laughs> Danny Parkins was, too. They were out, outstanding, and I'm assuming uh-huh. because Sahada does a terrific job. Yeah. Sahada was an, an athletic original. Do we, either For of the them, athletic, he yeah. was an original and deserve it. He was a, it, I think he did Bleacher Report, whatever. He, he, did, terri- he did a terrific job going way back then, and I just assume that having been around that show, ran him off radio. So I give Danny Parkins a lot of credit for sticking with it and saying, okay, this is the before picture. And then he worked for other shows. He goes, okay, that's the after picture. So it's not as hopeless as this one would tell you. Did Sean ever text them anything? You have to ask them. (laughs) Okay, I will. Okay. (laughs) Okay. There's our lineup. There's our show. We have, yeah, okay. We have text, 67011. If you want to call us, we might or might not answer the phone, 312-644-6767. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Basketball. Coach Collins and Northwestern Basketball return to the new Welsh Ryan Arena this season. Don't miss your chance to catch the Wildcats. Season tickets on sale at NUSports.com. I like the Jackson Brown. Saw them do this at Ravinia, and 
even all of the AARP members in the audience, like me, uh-huh. were up, shot up. This is it. This is the this one, it. man. We spent, this is, you know, this is the song. This is what we're doing. So you don't just love him. You are becoming him. It's true. Tributosaurus um, doing, or becoming Jackson Brown. This week, Wednesday at Martyrs on Lincoln and Irving, uh, 3855 North Lincoln. Then Friday at Wire out there in Berwyn, just down the road from Fitzgerald's. And I love this stuff. We, we've we've been together 18 years. And Not I, you and I. Uh, no. Uh, the band, been together 18 years, um, or 16 years, I should say. And I have been wanting to do Jackson Brown for 16 years. Why is it taking... The, is it a vote? How do you guys decide who to become? Uh, yeah, it, we we talk amongst ourselves. We like this may not be the best attended one that we've ever done. It's not a huge, you know. Like you, you should do it at, at the Roxy in, on Sunset in L.A. Yeah, right. Then That'd they all they all show up there. They're Bob Welch and Stevie Nicks, right? Jackson Brown, and what's I, left of it's just the you Eagles. Know, I, and a couple of us are passionate about it, and some some are like, "Oh God, that was good," you know. As always, like you know, some folks not necessarily into it, but I just some of the the melodies and some of the words mm-hmm. are just so freaking perfect. Yes, they Stuff are. I've been dying to sing my entire life. I get to sing on Wednesday. So did you finally wear them down Mm -hmm. or did you finally get through the Beatles every single song (laughs) A to Z and it took you 16 years? Weren't you doing that? Yeah, we did. We did all of that. Did everything. Um, I I leaned on them aggressively and said, hey, it's time. Let's do this. okay?" And we are. So thank you, everybody. I, but it's going to be fun. Tributosaurus.com if you want to check out the schedule and, and come out and see us. Uh, that would be terrific. I would just say Martyrs, um, BYOC, bring your own chair. I don't – are you going to – they should allow people to bring in chairs. I, you know, like it's a video where you have the folding chairs because if you're playing Jackson Brown, I know. you're playing to people my age yeah. with, with my stamina, which is – I ain't standing anywhere. There are some chairs and tables. There are some chairs There's and tables. There's three, and you have to get there on Sunday for the Wednesday <laughs> show. I mean, I love the place. I think it sounds there, great. There I could really, be more. I love the sound now, of that. I, I think we're probably going to set up some more for uh, for this one. Uh, because Will they have wheels on them? Because I want to just, how much are you catering? Can I get you, a, would you like a rascal? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for here, Steve? I a have, craftmatic adjustable bed to lie in? My image of With a rat. bedpan? Most, yeah, that's true. Like a gurney me in. <laughs> um, the rascal. Yeah. My image is not these people rolling through the aisles of grocery stores. It is the Rio Hotel. In Vegas during the World Series of Poker. Oh man, have you been to the Rio? Do you know where they can they play that? Yes. You know where the poker room is all the way I down do. at the end. Yeah. You start you start on Flamingo Drive mm-hmm. and you end up pretty well in North Las Vegas. It's such a long walk. <laughs> I had turned around the corner and there comes a roaring an army of rascals. No, just one oh, Doyle, okay. Doyle Brunson. Oh, and right. he's got time to stop for nobody, and you're jumping out of the way. That's my idea of a rest. See, I have um, invented, um, and I haven't put one together yet. And well, I then hope, you haven't invented well, anything. It's in my mind. I, 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 I hope I don't need it anytime real soon, but the rock and roll rascal. 
for for a singer uh, okay, like slash fr- frontman to use. Have you trademarked? Have you called Ellen Ham to at least get intellectual property? <laughs> no, I need to copyrighted so here. The ro- Should you be talking about it? Let me just stop. You. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's fine. I, I'll, I'll let somebody else have it if they want. But the rock and roll rascal. So the singer. Um, you're there in the middle of the stage, and it's got a, a music stand attached to it. It's got the microphone stand attached to it. Uh-huh. Has a drink holder, obviously, attached to it. Um, and you've got the ability to move around. You're dancing, going stage side to left, side. Stage right. right. Yeah, you're like, oh, let me go. The guitar player is soloing. Hold on. <laughs> and you ride over to him, and you lean on him. You lean on his rascal with yours. The rock and roll rascal all coming guys, fully equipped with everything the, the rock and roll frontman needs. But all the guys you would think would need it don't. How many rock and roll frontmen can't st- – you look at Mick. Look at the way he's acting. You look at all the guys you think yeah, you don't. should be – Inert. I think Dave Grohl used one when he broke his leg and decided not to stop touring a while ago okay. with the Foo Fighters. I think he used one for a while. Well, he got it back because they he had to run from the warning track to short center field as that we the stage that was set up in Wrigley. He had he's back. He's fine. He's in good shape. He could probably be a defensive replacement for a couple innings. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk some Bears. The Bears play the Bills. Mr. Peterman, we were discussing whether a, I think it was Tommy Kramer was the last time the Bears lost to a quarterback named after a Seinfeld character or with the same name. So they should not lose to Mr. Peterman. We'll talk to Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic about that. Saturday suckage, Rosenblum and Spiegel, we suck so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yes, we're having a sports writer on. That's how you know. And it's always better than whatever we have to say. So we're just going to let it play. Hey, I resemble Saturday that. Suckage becomes Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> That's the way we're going to work this. This hour, by the way, is being brought to you by Webb Ford. Searching for a great deal on Fords in Chicago, visit Webb Ford in Highland, Indiana. We welcome to the show, from The Athletic, Kevin Fishbane. Kevin, thank you for choosing Bruce Springsteen, and thank you for choosing to join us. How are you? I'm great, guys. How are you? We're just basking in the reflected afterglow of another good loss by the Bulls and a quality win by the Bears where they they should have had an easier time. But I think one of the best things to come out of that game, you can tell me yes, no, or, and go into great depth about it because we have about 15 minutes to fill. M- Mitch Trubisky's drive answering the touchdown that got the Jets within a touchdown. I thought that was necessary. It, it, it was a demand on a kind of quarterback you wanted to become. I thought that was the drive of the game. Yeah, you know, we have this kind of, I, I should say, we I have kind of a checklist for Mitch Trubisky as his progression goes along. It's, you you want to see things from him that you haven't seen before because he's so young and he hasn't had that many starts. And you can throw in that drive as, okay, now we want to see an example of, Mr. Trubisky kind of finish an opponent off and, and take advantage of a situation like he did. You know, that third and 10 uh, play where he ran for the, the first down, I mean, that was an example of, of making a play like that. And then, then just kind of leading that team downfield to get the touchdown that, that put the Jets away. So, 
you know, they're, they're just these kind of little things that we're continuing to see, you know, can he do this? You know, remember the Tampa Bay game answered a lot of questions. And then, you know, we've seen that he's able to throw the deep ball. Well, he obviously hasn't been very consistent. Um, you know, there's still things on that checklist. I want to see, um, you know, if they didn't blow it against Miami, that would have been one off the checklist too, because he would have uh, had led them on a touchdown drive at the final minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, so, you know, we'll see now this week going into Buffalo, how is he going to handle a road game, um, tough road environment, really good defense, because uh, he has not looked uh, as good on the road. You know, the Miami game, he looked pretty good, um, but he did not look very good in Arizona. That was some sloppy stuff early on, um, a- including from Mitch, where there were some of the accuracy issues there, but then they got better. Is Amir, does he usually get better and get more dialed in as the games go on? And I, I-, I guess that would be a good sign as well. Yeah, it would, Speaks, And it's, it's funny, too, because we asked Mark Helfrich about the adjustments from first half to second half, and he kind of laments the fact that halftime's so short. Like he barely gets any time to talk. He's used to college halftimes where you know twenty five minutes. Um, but something's happening where you know Mitch just needs to get in the rhythm, or Matt Nagy needs to kind of figure out what what plays from their offense are going to work that given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I, I do think there's something to him just kind of. Getting you know, getting used to the game, getting used to the defense, and you know it's it's worked out okay for him. I think the Miami game was a perfect example too, where he was really inconsistent in the first half, and then lit the Dolphins up in the third quarter. And then you saw it, um, that Jets first half; he was abysmal, five for thirteen, and then eleven of sixteen in the second half. So you know, obviously, there's going to be games where they're going to need him to be better right away because you know you're not going to, you can't rely on your defense to be as good as they were against the Jets or, or face as bad of an offense as faced against the Jets. Um, but we have seen him had some good first quarters, too. Um, you know, another thing for the checklist, right? So you know, put four quarters of football together against a defense that's a little better than Tampa Bay. As we uh, continue to look for those elusive go-up-and-get-it-slash-guagi skills from wide receivers uh, in the NFL and on this team, with Allen Robinson out... Uh, we saw Javon Wims uh, exist uh, in, an, in an active way and get a few snaps uh, recently. And then Kevin White. I, I, it's amazing the evolution. I now am among so many wondering why Kevin White doesn't get more plays, more snaps, more targets, more chances to show his skills. Yeah, it is pretty remarkable to see uh, the way you know, I see it so much, and you do too on Twitter, the way people react things and I do think there is a um, a massive hatred among a lot of Bears fans for Josh Bellamy oh yes uh, and, and I think that factors in um, if it was somebody other than Josh Bellamy who's taking quote-unquote snaps away from Kevin White it may be different I, I think you know, I say I put that in quotes there because you know Bellamy plays more positions uh, from the receiver spot than Kevin White does they're really only comfortable having Kevin White as that pretty much in Allen Robinson's spot as an outside receiver. They don't, he's not going to play the slot. There's only a certain amount of, of routes, clearly, that they're comfortable with him running. They do love his run blocking, um, and whether that's in a screen pass or a run play. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's, you know, really when Allen Robinson's out, um, and they haven't, you know, you said Javon Williams has barely played, Kevin White's your guy if you want that guagi receiver, if you want somebody that, that gives Mitch that option. I think back to that Hail Mary play, uh, you know, I was kind of almost wondering why they didn't put like Deion Sims on the field just to get a big guy out there. Um, eventually, when they get Adam Shaheen back, that helps. But you know, it, it's nice to see Kevin White get uh, you know get more snaps last week and get a few targets and 
you know, that, that big play that was negated by the Kyle Long penalty. It's unfortunate that, you know, we didn't get to see that count for Kevin White's stats, but there are ways that they can continue to get him involved. Uh, but I do think that when Al Robinson's healthy, Robinson's a very good player. And, and I think that that's just going to put Kevin White kind of back in a number four, number five role where he's only going to play a handful of snaps a game. We're talking with Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic. We're talking Bears. Bears play the Bills. The, the, there's no reason to lose this game. The Bills are worse <laughs> than the Jets. They're last in passing yards. They're last in points per game. They're one of only two teams averaging fewer than 250 passing yards a game. Second worst in third down conversion, fourth worst in turnover differential. This will take a futile and stupid act, as we say from Animal House, to do anything except win. While I do understand Buffalo has some good defensive pieces, Kevin, how do you see them playing this? Any kind of similarly conservative way to just we need to go in, we need to get the win, we need to get out and get everybody healthy? Do you, do you see them opening up the gimmicks and tricks? How do you see this going with what you know of Matt, uh, Matt Nagy so far? Well, I think this is, might be a game that, that tests Matt Nagy's patience a little bit because it's a golden opportunity to just run the ball with Jordan Howard a lot. And, and we've said that a few times this year, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> yes, uh, but, hey, still <laughs> waiting on that. I, but I think this game is, is kind of your best chance because where the Buffalo Bills are strongest is kind of those edge rushers that they have and Lorenzo Alexander and Jerry Hughes um, and their corners and Tredavious White. Um, the Jets last week, they had a lot of strength in that interior line of Leonard Williams, so I kind of understood you might not want to run it early against them because their pass rush wasn't very good. Um, the Bills' pass defense is what you know is, is what's allowed them to kind of keep you know keep that game against the Patriots close, for example, on Monday night. So this is one where you know we we obviously all know Matt Nagy likes to throw the ball a lot, and that's okay in today's NFL. Um, but this is not a game where you want to suddenly give the Bills the ball at your own 25-yard line thanks to an interception or you know or something like that. So that this is going to be can you just get Jordan Howard going early? And because it's one of those games, guys. If the Bears go up ten nothing, it's probably over. I mean, you just can't you can't really rely on Nathan Peterman, the Bills, to put up two touch. I just don't expect them to put up two touchdowns against this Bears defense. But as I kind of said throughout the week, you know, I, there was a big narrative at Hallis Hall. You know, people asking questions about being complacent, being overconfident. I find it hard hard to believe that anybody in Hallis Hall should be overconfident when you lost to Brock Osweiler two weeks, three weeks ago. <laughs> and, like you just, I just don't think you deserve the right to to to. Ha- I think you should. There's a there's a there's a line. Of course, you should go into Buffalo feeling like you can win and feeling confident you're the better team. But you should certainly not look past them. I mean, you lost to Brock Osweiler. You gave up 38 points or 34 points to Miami, um, and this is still an organization, a franchise. That hasn't made the playoffs since 2010. They shouldn't be overlooking anybody. And I don't worry about what the coaches. Matt Nagy's a pretty laser focused, you know, week to week guy. Um, but it, you know, and, and again, you shouldn't. The players they have no reason to look past anybody. Uh, they're only four and three. So you know, I, I would I would hope that they that they take this game pretty seriously and realize that they you know put up a statement in the first quarter that this game can be over. You you and Matt will um, Spiegel will back me up on this. You can use. Rock's middle initial. 
F. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I, I heard it. I heard it there. It, it reminded <laughs> me of, of Bucky Dent for a <laughs> yes. moment. See, you'll back <laughs> me up on that. Yeah, the, the, the F is, is, is right there. Um, Kevin, how serious is the Kyle Long injury, if you had to guess? And, and how important is he to the attitude, um, togetherness of that offensive line? Because my guess would be a lot. Yeah, it is. I will say this, and it's not to take anything away from Kyle Long, they are fortunate that is a position group that has three guys that have played together for three years in Massey, Leno, and Whitehair. And then Cush has been there for a couple of years. So, you know, they do that. That's a unit that's probably one of the more experienced groups outside the secondary in terms of guys that have played together for a while. So that's a, you know, and, and obviously continuity is so important up there. From a skill level standpoint, obviously you miss everything Kyle Long brings from his athleticism, his strength. Um, you know, I, he's not the player he was in 2013, 2014. These injuries have, have played a role, but you know, if, if there's, if you need one play, you need one guy to make a block, you're still going to rely on Kyle Long. Um, as it comes to the severity, you know, they haven't, they've been very coy about it, mm-hmm. and they haven't said anything about surgery, and they kind of have a decision to make in the next few hours because if this is an injury that they think is going to be eight weeks at a minimum, you put him on IR today. And that gives you the opportunity to bring him back for the season finale. Um, if you don't put him on IR today, but you put him on IR in two weeks, then he's, he's pretty much done. Um, if you don't put him on IR today, that might tell you that they think he could come back in six weeks, potentially, and, and that they believe they can just kind of hold that roster spot. And, and they've been fortunate with injuries this year that they, that they can do that and just wait and let it heal and maybe he can be back in mid-December. So I am, I am curious to see if we see a roster move this afternoon. Because if they put him on IR, that means either they think he'll be ready for the last game of the season or they think he's just going to be done. Um, but if they don't, maybe, that, maybe that, that gives them the hopes up. And I do think it's, you know, these things can be finicky and Kyle Long, Obviously, I imagine he's getting, I don't know if he's getting outside opinions or whatnot in which, what's taking this so long. But the, usually when it's a season ender or something involves surgery, you hear something from the head coach within four or five days. And we didn't hear anything like that. So if you're looking for a glimmer of hope, it would be that. When have you trusted Ryan Pace's people to get injury projections right, starting with Kevin White? Well, that's why maybe Kyle Long went outside of the facility. <laughs> to somebody else. I don't know if he did, but, you know, it's. I, I remember Jay Cutler when he was here. He, yeah, you know, I remember hearing he kind of, you know, it's not that he didn't trust the Bears doctors, but he liked to. You know, he had his own people sometimes too. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think yeah, I'll say this, guys. You know, you, you, that is one thing that's been a big improvement. You can knock on one for with the still nine games left. Mm-hmm. They, they've been relatively healthy, especially compared to what's happened. Uh, the past few seasons. All right, Kevin, keep Khalil Mack off the plane. Keep Steve That's happy. That's what I said. I, I, I don't want him to get on the plane. I don't tempt you. yourself. Don't let him go back there. Don't be pretty shiny thing. Don't let him get, don't let him talk into playing. Awful. Yeah, I, get, I, I read you, and I think you're spot on. Just to to, get, don't bother. Get to the jetway. Get to the jetway now. Have a caravan of people <clears throat> marching to the jetway. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, guys. <laughs> the bottom of the hour was Kevin brought was to you. was just here for nonsense. That's it. <clears throat> it's all he wanted. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Marvin Design Gallery by Evanston Lumber. They feature Marvin windows and doors for new construction, remodels, and replacement. Visit their showroom in Lake Bluff or find them online at marvinbyevanstonlumber.com today. Yeah, I read you, and, and, and you're spot on. you got three division games coming up with Khalil Mack. But more than that, mm-hmm. it resonates into the playoffs. 
it's not just the three division games because then you get the off week against the Giants, right? Another off week. <laughs> but then come the Rams and the Packers. Yeah. You got to come back and play the Vikings eventually. You need your guy. This, this is a – you have to win this week. You're five and three. Do you know the last time they were five and three? Mm. This is going to kill you. And it, and the it's Tressman part of year? T- Was it the Tressman year? It is. Yeah. It is. In 2013, they were five and three. And in the second half, they were three and five. Do you know who the Toronto Argonauts fired today? Mark Tressman. There you go. He won the great cup two years ago. Here's what we're talking about as the way sports holds hands with his past. There we go. Well, take a break when we come back. Uh, we need to discuss Cubs giving and how much they will be giving somebody. And Halloween, because it was this week, and I have some questions and some stories. Rosenblum and Spiegel. Saturday suckage, we suck so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.